Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition. We look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or anything that can help us lose weight, be healthier, and live longer, better. Recently, one of my shows was on how inflammation is the big problem with heart disease. Not so much cholesterol. Cholesterol is one of the risk factors. Inflammation is the real demon of heart disease. And this isn't new research. Clear back February 2004, some of you will remember this, Time Magazine, which was the big magazine, everybody read it every week, the cover was The Silent Killer, the surprising link between inflammation, heart attacks, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, and other diseases, and what you can do to fight it. 2004, that was the title. Okie dokie, here we are, practically 20 years later. It's been said that it takes over 20 years to get from research to practice, but I don't see anybody with a prescription for an anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle, unless they come to a doctor like me. There is no pill, potion, or powder that's going to do what diet and lifestyle can do. So, it's been almost 20 years, and the secret is intact. Most people don't know that a silent inflammation is what is associated with chronic disease. And more importantly, you can change that. You are not doomed to modern-day chronic disease. In fact, health is the norm. Disease is not. So, what's going on that is causing this epidemic of silent killer inflammation? We all know arthritis is inflammation. You feel it. It hurts. A sprained back is inflammation. I sprained my back a little bit a while ago. I overdid it in that great weather. When you twist your back, your ankle, it temporarily becomes inflamed. That brings all the compounds from your body. You know, it's designed to bring it in there to heal the injury. Quickly, it's supposed to resolve. But if that inflammation does not quickly resolve... The same compounds that are healing are going to break down the tissue and cause destruction. Destruction of the joint, destruction of the blood vessel, destruction of whatever. The inflammation I'm talking about is stealth. It is silent. It is seething. It is undermining your health. That chronic inflammation is what robs us of health vitality and longevity. NSAIDs, those non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, those drugs don't help solve the inflammation. In fact, long-term use of NSAIDs, non-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory drugs, they're potentially very harmful long-term. They can damage the kidney, the liver, the gut lining, and some have even been associated with even more heart disease, even causing it. Kind of pick your organ of damage. So, what can we do to take down this silent and not-so-silent inflammation? What can we do day in and day out to silence this damaging fire? Stay tuned. I'm going to give you the answers to put that fire out. But personally, I also do a lot of these when I have a sprain or an injury. Since I'm in that Social Security age group, I want to keep my joints, my heart, and everything in good shape so I can be a mature athlete till I'm 100. Why not? My challenge is to stay young as long as I can, avoiding all those diseases we consider common as we age. So let's look at the research. 
and see what has been linked to silent inflammation. First thing, autoimmune conditions. That's a whole long list of over 80 of them and, and counting. Rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, inflammatory bowel dis- disorders, psoriasis, MS, type 1 diabetes, just to name a few. You know, even cardiovascular disease is being looked at at autoimmune. Cancer, chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, we call it a syndrome because it's just a group of symptoms that aren't associated with a specific cause. Maybe it's just uncontrolled inflammation. Depression, other brain conditions. Yeah, depression is linked to inflammation. Metabolic syndrome, you know, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, expanded waistline. Even sleep apnea is linked to inflammation. So you see, inflammation is just linked to about everything people suffer from these days. A lot of the, you know, it is a little bit of individuality about how our bodies react. But 99% of our dreams, our genes, were formed about 10,000 years ago. Okay? So these inflammatory conditions can be influenced by diet and lifestyle and how that interacts with your specific genes. Some people hit the genetic lottery, while others are the canaries in the mine shaft. But even those canaries, like me, can have health, vitality, and longevity if you pay attention to diet and lifestyle. On the other hand, if you hit the genetic lottery and abuse yourself with diet and lifestyle, there are no guarantees. You know, we all need to take care of ourselves. And you don't want to wait till it's too late. Too late. You need to put on your detective hat, maybe even run some lab tests. You can measure inflammation in a lot of ways. One of them is the highly sensitive C-reactive protein. That's a great one. Then there's homocysteine. There's uric acid. Oh my gosh, that book that Dr. David Perlmutter wrote, Drop Acid, you really should get it if you've got trouble with uric acid. Sedimentation rate, sed rate. All these your doctor can order for you or you can order them yourself from the top of my website, debford.com. There are so many ways we can get a clue of what is going metabolically so we can take action. A lot of what I've referred to, um, it's going to talk about the C-reactive protein because that's what they use in a lot of the studies so that, you know, you get your yearly lab work, have it put on there so you can keep track. Great deal of things that influence your C-reactive protein come down to diet and lifestyle. Simple. Not so easy, but simple. You know, those two don't necessarily go together because you know, you're going against the big food industry, you're going against advertising, you're going against everything pushes you to have a very unhealthy lifestyle. Advertised like drugs are advertised because there's no money in prevention. There's only money in chronic disease. So if you are fighting the addictive nature of foods that cause inflammation, you gotta, you gotta fight back. Blueberries are not addictive. Broccoli is not addictive. Kale is not. But oh boy, the things that cause the problems are sugar, dairy, gluten, peanuts. Research can even measure how addictive a food is by using a functional MRI machine. Do you know what that is? You know, it's, it's they'll attach little wires to the outside of your head so they can watch brain activity. When you see something that brings you lots of pleasure, 
something you eat is addictive or even advertisements that just really trigger the pleasure centers of the brain, yeah, they measure that. They're so sneaky. The addiction of your center, your brain is going to light up like Christmas if you're exposed to something that gives you a lot of pleasure. So, you know, the sugar's going to do it. The peanuts are going to do it. Everything you really love. And, you know, not like, but love. That may be a problem. So the first thing you need to do to get rid of that silent inflammation is get rid of the bad foods. Number one, you know I'm going to say it, it's the diet. So I recommend the elimination diet. You can just be kind of gentle with it by avoiding anything with gluten, corn, soy, or dairy. You got a good start. You can go deeper, but these are the ones that are the worst offenders. You know, peanuts I'd have to put in there too. But you eliminate these for a few weeks, get it out of your system, then we start the reintroduction. This is the most important part. And I think people that think they may have done the elimination diet, they didn't do the reintroduction properly. And it's kind of hard. You know, you have to slowly reintroduce one food at a time for a specific amount of time. And then you watch how your body reacts. It could be physical. It could be mental. It can be emotional. So physical can be like bloating, gas, a rash, fatigue, exhaustion, aches, pains, sleep disturbances, or cravings. Like if you have a bite of something, and boy, you're going back for more. Or it can be mental, brain fog, confusion, lack of concentration. It can be emotional, irritability, anxiousness, blues, reactive, on edge. Just plain feeling blah is going to be one of them too. It could be how your waistline bloats, expanding without the scale budging. You know, if the scale goes up without increasing food take or maybe the metabolism and tanking for no reason, that's all part of doing the reintroduction right. Second thing, I mean, it really goes along with the first one because quitting sugar, you know, is not really a food. Studies show that the more sugar you eat, the higher the CRP, C-reactive protein is. You know, sugar's not a food. It's an anti-food, but it tastes so good. It really lights the addiction centers up of the brain. Okay, and then something else you can do to reduce your inflammation is eating wild-caught fish. We don't do so much of that around here. You know, we're farmers, not fishermen. But think smash, salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, herrings. Never farmed. Trust me on this or do your own research. It's awful and just plain sickening. You never want to have farm fish. Then the fourth thing you can do is enjoy traditional spices like turmeric, ginger. I like to grate ginger on top of some vegetables like beets and roast them. You can also have ginger tea. You know, I had coffee once with a woman from Syria who just added ground cardamom to the coffee grounds when brewing it. Delicious. You know, you know I'm a fan of the BCM95 curcumin, which is the extract of turmeric. I hit it hard when I sprained my back. It is the bomb. That is why we always have it on sale. It's probably my favorite thing we carry at the shop. The fifth thing, de-stress. High stress at home or at work has a huge impact on CRP, stress kills. 
Six things. Activated bees. When you're under stress, you burn up B vitamins like mad. So just getting those methylated bees going to reduce that C-reactive protein. And then this is a big one. The next number seven, quality sleep. Got to have quality sleep. The less sleep you have, even one night, the higher your CRP. You know, it's, it's really important. Number eight, maximize the fat-soluble vitamins. Not just vitamin D, but A, E, and K. Wildly important to lower the CRP. You know, next thing, nine, mindful meditation. One of my favorite things anymore. You know, I try to get that in every day. You know, it's not easy. First time I did it was the longest five minutes I think I ever had. You know, it's like, when does the timer go off? Now I can do an hour. Love it. So mindful meditation, fabulous. Number 10, exercise. People who regularly exercise lower their CRP. I can tell you, though, too much exercise will increase it. You know, there's just like that sweet spot. Don't want to overdo it. Number 11, limit liquor. Been found if you don't have it, it lowers your CRP. If you eliminate it, it lowers your CRP. Good news for those who love wine. Red wine is usually associated with lower CRPs. But you've got to be careful, you know, to limit all alcohol, even wine, to no more than three or four glasses a week. Okay, that's kind of important. And coming out of COVID, we all know alcohol consumption's gone up. Number 12, pump up your phytonutrients. You know, I talk about it a lot, but 25,000 of them. So that's why I say, eat the colors every day. Roy G. Biv. Number 13, feed your gut microbiome. A good probiotic can decrease the CRP in just eight weeks. Number 14, Tai Chi yoga. Research has shown it decreases CRP in type 2 diabetics. Number 15, magnesium has a wonderful ability to lower CRP. 16, coffee or green tea can lower CRP. 17, be positive. Pessimists have been shown to have higher CRPs. So don't be a negative Nelly and definitely not a Debbie Downer. I don't take offense. Okay, being around negative people or in toxic relationships can also increase your inflammation levels. But being in a loving relationship can lower your CRP. That was 18. 19, and this is a biggie, do not mix refined carbs with fat. Junk food. Think donuts, the worst. Jelly-filled donuts, double worst. Muffin, toast, butter, and jelly. Yeah, that's there too. Refined carbs are not good. But you mix them with fat, and you got a disaster for inflammation. You know, within an hour, CRP is being triggered. Number 20, heal your gut. Like Hippocrates said around 400 BC, health begins in the gut. 21, like Michael Pollan says, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. You know, I kind of doubled up here, but that's okay. You get the point. Diet is really important. And, you know, you've got quercetin from onions, you've got curcumin from turmeric, resveratrol from grapes, 
pepperine from pepper and sulforaphane from broccoli. You know, you eat blueberries, cacao, wild-caught fish. All these are good at turning down inflammation. 22, intermittent fasting. At least 12 hours going without food. So good. And then, of course, herbs, spices. CBD, curcumin, uh, ginger, boswellia, omega-3. Sometimes these supplements are really important. Phew, so there you go. 23 things, you don't have to do them all, but they can quiet inflammation. So are you are paving your path to health, not disease. You know, try a couple. See how you do. Silence it now so you can have better health, vitality, and hopefully longevity. If you need help figuring it out, what to do, go to my website, debford.com, and you can sign up for appointment. We will get started. You know, if you want to listen to this again, it's going to be posted on my website, or you can go to iTunes. Be sure to like it so more people can hear the message. As always, I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and remember to do something really healthy for yourself today.